on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. The sun shone and we have a full house on the world famous weekend wrap. Welcome to a new week and a busy week of the renowned Radio Newark Sport. the headlines we're going to be talking about New York Rugby Club turned on the style to record a 27 points to 18 victory over Loughborough man of the match Rory Williams led the charge as New York moved up the table and it was a must win match for Southall Rugby Club and they obliged just with the last kick of the game our noisy neighbours are off the bottom of the table for the first time in almost ever but with only six matches left to play, there's a massive 13 points behind their closest opponents, which ironically was some sadness opposition, Matlock. Newark Flosser put seven past bottom club Arnold Town with Jack Beckett hitting his first hat-trick for the works and making it five in two games for the midfielder. The day took a downturn, though, with the news that arch-rivals Selston had beaten Radford by four goals to nothing. And that means, of course, no change at the top of the championship race. Sticking with flow serves and the res- sticking with flow serve and their reserves struggled to overcome bottom club Snenton to remain in the Division 2 title race. The book says 2-0, but if it's 2-0 or 10-0, the book also says three points. In the Central Midlands, Newark Town came away from championship chasing Retford with no points, but a lot of positives in a 4-2 defeat, while Collingham kept up the pressure on the leaders with a comfortable 3-0 victory over Askin. Elsewhere in football, defeats all round. Southall City got beat in the not senior league. As Lockton went down, Grantham couldn't follow up Tuesday's victory and Harrowby were beaten at Archester. Disappointment for the ladies' hockey ones. Did everything but score a goal against Loughborough, but 24 hours later, they redeemed themselves at a 2-0 victory over Ashbourne to put Paul Halfpenny back in a good humour. And good news from the twos and the threes, and they both recorded victories in their respective fights against promotion and relegation. And finally, the men continued their unbeaten 2019 with a 4-1 victory over Nottingham. All in all, Tony, not a bad weekend. The rugby club win winning. Hockey ladies won one loss on. The hockey men won. Flow serve won. Newark lost. And we're going to talk to Damo in a moment. But many people think Retford will win that division. And it was 3-2 until the last couple of minutes, I understand. That ain't bad going. No, I, I saw a number of things on social media uh, from Damo and from uh, people associated with the club to say that they couldn't have been prouder of the battling performance and when you consider what position Newark Town were in a few short months ago to uh, put back-to-back wins and clean sheets and produce a performance like that against the Champions-elect, that is really, really good news that the Blues are now going places in football. It, um, it is. And that's our first pot call. So, Mr Smith, if you can do the honours. OK. Um, and we'll try and get older Damo while I'll tell you another story from the weekend, which... Um, is another good news story, actually, for Sunday football this time. And uh, it revolves around RHP because they've reached another County Cup final. It'd be interesting to work out one day just how many County Cup finals that club have played in. They beat Eastwoods on Eastwoods' own plastic carpet by three goals to two in a match that went to extra time with Lewis Chambers in the end, scoring a hat-trick. So, fantastic. 2-2 at um, 90 minutes and Lewis Chambers, the all-important goal to make it 3-2. They now play Hucknall in the final of what they these days call the Knotts Senior Trophy. So, I think that's the second tier down in, in Sunday football. But what a fantastic achievement from the Green and Whites. And somebody, I've got no doubt, will be very happy 
not only for the green and whites, but for um, Newark Town as well. So I think it was probably a footballing good weekend for Damo Parkinson. So Damo, I take it you're in a good mood. Uh, yes, yeah, quite a good mood, yeah, buzzing for the RHP lads, obviously. Um, well, of course, you was part of that set-up for an awful long time, and, um, you know, for them to get to yet another County Cup final is a fantastic achievement. Yeah, and it's the first time it's done in this format, so obviously it's a trophy a club I want, to be fair, so, uh, yeah, a good opportunity to, to win a, a regional cup. So, uh, off to a game against Tottenham, but, primarily tonight, having said well done to RHP, you're here to talk about Newark Town. Now, this was a match where, if you got anything out of it points-wise, it was going to be a massive bonus. Retford are a central Midlands team that's throwing money at everything, the ground, the facilities, uh, the players, they want promotion, they're going for it big time. Um, So going there was always going to be difficult. But from what I understand from my contacts, you very, very nearly come away with a point. Yeah, we did. Um, we, we set up a little bit differently. We knew it was going to be tough. Um, I called it a free hit a few weeks ago, but how we've been progressing the last few weeks, we set up to try and get some of it. It was quite wasn't nice to watch. We set up to spoil it, make it make it very hard for them, make it difficult for them. Um, and it looked like it was working. Unfortunately, they scored two deflector goals. Their movement was fantastic, to be fair. They are a very good side. Um, but yeah, two deflected goals, one just before half time. Um, and one or two of the lads were just struggling with how we asked them to play. It was a bit foreign to them to, to drop off and let them have the ball. Um, got on back in at half time, um, sat them down, and obviously said, Look, just do as I say. <laughs> it's, not, it's not up for negotiation this week. Do as I say and trust me. Um, and they went out and second half did it, everything that I asked of them. Um, scored the goal um, and to be fair they started arguing falling out of themselves we didn't create loads of chances um, and then right at the end you know 90, 90th minute 91st minute they've gone and scored the the fourth really but I've never seen a bench celebrate the way they did so I think they were in <laughs> they were worried 10 minutes together keeping it in the corner um, stopping us getting it so yeah buzzing no points but a hell of a lot of positives I think I said to the lads afterwards, I know we've won two games previously, but I think this is probably the turning point. Um, lads were able to follow a plan. Um, and again, they're, they're the best team. They're, they're better than Clay Cross. Um, a lot better than Clay Cross. So I think it shows distance travelled from that first game where we took over at Asken. Obviously, the first time we played a decent side in Clay Cross than where we are now, um, distance travelled has been massive for the lads. New faces, Damo, because obviously Tyler Martin had gone back to, to flow serve reserve, so um, um, new faces coming in almost every week at the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chairman said to me, you know, you're going to keep bringing lads in. Um, and at the minute, we, we probably still need to. Opportunity to look at some looking towards next season whilst trying to get some, some more points on the board. So um, Nick Walker um, was available to us in the middle of the pitch. Um, and Richard Willett as well um, from Walesby so a lot of lads will have played against him on a on a Sunday morning um, and he was desperate to play Saturday football so good opportunity for us and for him You've got Dronfield coming up this weekend I think which yeah. um, they're sitting probably a couple of points above you so uh, a very interesting game and then a week on Friday um, you are definitely in the public eye big time yeah, yeah, Dronfield first. Uh, <laughs> um, to, to be fair, there's been some lads that have been training every single week, they've been working really hard, and they've not really had an opportunity, so I think as much as we, we're still going to try and go and win the game, um, there'll be an opportunity for one or two lads that probably haven't played that much um, to give me an headache um, and show me what they're all about. So I said to lads when I first took over, you know, unfortunately for some of them, game time will be limited, but if they worked hard, they get an opportunity, so that'll probably be Dronfield. Um, and then week after, I'm really looking forward to it. I know Paul and Dean very well. Um, they can still win the league, um, and I think that'll be a that'll be a very good game. That 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 is going to be an absolute cracker, and I think we're going to have a very very big crowd at Station Road to see that one. Um, but as you say, um, as in the true manager, 
Dronfield first and three points would be very, very nice because the man I'm going to talk to, you, to talk to next is Paul Hyde. And, of course, they did you a favour by beating Askin. Yes, yeah, they did, yeah, which I fully expected for Collingham or another, well, they should have another done. good side, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, very, very good side. And Askin, to be honest, I know we only drew with them. Um, but I was disappointed for them, so I expected Collingham to, to beat them. But, like, everyone says you can only beat, beat what's in front of you. On the day, so... You most certainly good. can. Damo, it's coming right, mate, and uh, we look forward to good times at uh, Newark Town. Thank you. Thanks, Damo. Cheers. Bye-bye. Um, a very... Oops, I put that one down and that one up. It works a lot better like that. A very happy Tony, as we said, Damo, and Damo should be. No points, but, you know, they are moving in the right direction. Well, they've just got six points from two games, which is absolutely superb, but... As any football manager will tell you, the clean sheets in those two games were the crucial factor because that shows the strength of a side and the quality of a side and the quality of work done in training. And, um, you know, to give a, a gutsy performance like that, Demo says the Retford bench were celebrating like they'd won the cup. I mean, that, that, that's tremendous credit. Retford taking it into the corners against Newark Town. <laughs> Magic. That um, shows you are going up. Anyway, next up um, is going to be Mr Paul Hyde. And um, Paul's Collingham have had a couple of weeks off from playing Saturday football, but uh, they were back and they got a comfortable, I think, 3-0 victory over Askin. But we'll let the master tell us himself. And this gives me an opportunity to tell you that a week on Wednesday... I think that's the 27th. Our studio guest for the evening is none other than Paul Hyde. Um, footballing lifetime of stories to tell us, so I think that's one that we're just going to sit back, put a feet up, and let Paul chat away to us. So um, that's the 27th. It's part, it's part, we're going to do something called the, we're having a Legends Month, starting with Paul for the next four or five weeks. We're bringing in some, um, some legends that we've not spoken to in this studio. So Paul's the first one, uh, Richard Byron from the Rugby Club. Everybody tells me I need to talk to him because um, there's some cracking stories to tell. So Richard's the second one and uh, well, I'll let you know a bit later on who's coming up after that but uh coming up now the first of our um legends when he comes in um as i say a week on wednesday is mr paul hyde paul good evening good evening mick how are you i'm i'm good thank you i was just telling everybody that um we've actually booked you for a studio visit so we can hear some of the um the paul hyde stories at least the ones that you can tell on the radio <laughs> Not many then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to this night. I really am looking forward to it. Um, 3 0 Paul against Askin on the face of it. That looked a comfortable Saturday afternoon out. Um, yeah. Looked for three points and, and, and got them. Um, obviously, we're disappointed from, you know, dropping away a little bit from uh, Clay Cross. But no, the lads, the lads got together. Um, We've come across Asken many, many times, and they've always been side that are strong, uh, bully you a bit and stuff like that. But they, they look as though they've changed some uh, players around, and, and they weren't. It was probably the best Asken side that I've seen play against since I've been in the league. So um, we were a little bit short, but worked, put different people in different spots, and it worked out for us. Um, like I say, we weren't at our best first half, but ended up getting a penalty that was a penalty. Went in 1-0 at half-time. Came out second half, uh, did really well. Um, yet again, it was another penalty to take us two. And, and uh, Ryan Russian converted both of the two penalties. And um, Jake Park got a volley later on to make it 3-0. Uh, so, yeah, very satisfied. I just to move off the first team a little bit. You always tell us that you know you've had two or three, three or four on on you know the youngsters in in there. I, I went along. You was very busy, but so I didn't do bother you. I went along to a, um, a cup semi final week as last Sunday when you absolutely took Grimsby apart and beat them six one. And, and, and I have to say, Paul, that is some of the best football I have seen this season from seven years to yeah. step six. Yeah. You, those lads, I mean, if that is the quality of what is coming through the ranks... It is. You're in for a treat. 
Well, so much so. We, we were a little bit short on Saturday, but we've got six or seven players in the county side. <coughs> Excuse me. They've gone, won that 7-0. Uh, and the county people are drooling, you know, the way they play. Uh, and a lot of that's been down to our coaches, my son Dean and uh, Steve Buckthorpe, who, who've got them playing. They're young. They uh, accept the way we want to play. And there's some very good players amongst them, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, that, you know, that, play, I mean, they destroy people. <laughs> they destroyed Grimsby. Yeah. No, uh, it was... They um, took them apart. Cleethorpe. Cleethorpe, same place. Well, yeah, go on. Now. It's the same place. Yeah. Mm. It's like Fondon and Newark. Yeah. So we'll go We'll go with Grimsby then, if you say, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's Grimsby, Cleethorpe. Well, not, so not mentioning Cleethorpe Town, they're another club, aren't they? Yeah, they're another club, aren't they? However, you took them apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and that is a final on Central Bank, which is always nice, whatever age you are, to play on a league ground. Yeah, well, we've won a few there at uh, time, so, uh, but it, it's not that's going to be easy, you know, with um, Lincoln United, who've been a bit of a bogey team for us. Uh, but if we play like that, then I can't see any reason why we can't win it. No, not at all. Um, Cup finals are always, you know, 1-0 sometimes. That's the goal that gets it, but uh, it should open a good day up for us that day. I mean, talking of cup finals and probably being a little bit premature because you've got a week, you've got a fixture this weekend. Uh, mm. um, a week on Friday's coming round and a rejuvenated Newark Town v Collingham. Yeah. I'm expecting an awful big crowd at Station Road for what is already looking to be a cracking match. Mm. Yeah, and like you said, they've, they've rejuvenated and uh, pulled themselves together, and um, yeah going to be a big game for us again. No, let's get through this weekend first, and then... Um... Well, again, you know, these are, are no uh, Phoenix and no pushover either. That that sort of area, I think I've said before, the bottom end of Yorkshire, South Yorkshire and that, you know, there's so many clubs that change hands all the time with the players, you know, and uh, a wealth of players out there. So each game you get, it's always a different team turning out. You know it's going to be physical, and you know that they're going to be out of play as well. You are, and you've got to get through that one first and get we'll through that. We'll see where we end up, won't Because it's, 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 it's a busy old schedule, because not only have you got Saturday, you're also playing a week on Tuesday in a um, Fuddlet Cup Fuddly semi-final. Cup, we are cup yeah. holders, I might add. That's, that's, you're so you should. Be very proud. Tony and I went for the Retford Monsoon to see that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How to play w- water football. Yeah, well... It all counts, doesn't it? Of course it does, and that was another of the of the great nights. Yeah, and uh, everything's all right at the moment. But you know, like I say, um, I mean, Bentley were. I think um, I get it right. I think they're two 0 down. Got a guy sent off against Clay Cross last week. He got back to two two with ten men, and Clay Cross scored in the uh, third minute. Yeah. Time or something like that. When it's going for you, it goes yeah. for you, doesn't That's it? That's what happened to us at Clay Cross. Exactly. Well, so you wonder if this season is going to be their season. Yeah, well... Footballing gods seem to like them. Keep putting teams out and going and trying to do their best. That's all we can do. That's all you can do, Paul. And um, do your best against Phoenix. We'll talk to you next Monday. We'll see you next Tuesday. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. And we'll see you next Friday. It's going to be a busy week. <laughs> Bloody hell, I keep ringing me up the day before. <laughs> Coming to see you, mate. So right, coming love to see us on, let's just run through that again. Well, <laughs> coming to see you after we've done the show a week on Tuesday for the semi-final. Right. You're coming here on the Wednesday. Yeah. And we're all coming out to you on the Friday. That's all right. I thought I'd heard a Monday in there somewhere, I didn't know. You're talking to us on the radio. Oh, yeah, that's that as well. Yeah, I'm a busy man, then. You are a busy man. Yeah, OK. <laughs> Talk to you soon, Paul. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Good evening, Nick. Good evening. Um, a good day, slightly tempered by Selston beating Radford. We've got high hopes that that won't quite happen, but it did, and you can't do anything about that. But from Fosso's point of view, a good day. Seven goals, which makes you the third highest step six scoring club in England. And Jack Beckett has suddenly found where the net is. He certainly has, yeah. <laughs> this is a massive positive for us. You know, obviously, I think uh, everyone locally will know what a good player Jack is. Um, one thing we asked him to try and improve on a bit more was, was his goal ratio. And, uh, you know, it's something he's focused on. And the uh, last few games, he's been 
been superb, obviously, getting five and two proves it. He's been banging them in. Sam who? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Well, that's at least what, that's what Jack should, I mean, um, everybody expected a few goals at the bottom of the table. Tony and I are going to have a long chat about, um, Arnold Tan and the predicament they find themselves in on Thursday mm. night, but you're been around the local footballing scene for a long time, Craig, and most of that time Arnold have been the club that you look up to in the county. Mm-hmm. It's sad to see what is happening to him, and all this in my world is on the back of moving out of Arnold to a greenfield site. Yeah, Kirky said exactly that um, on, on Saturday. He, he, he can remember playing there when I was in the town and I was averaging you know, 200 plus supporters each game and you know it's a shame because they've got a great facility out there um clubhouse and nice pitch and the surrounding pitches for all the youth teams lots of lots of land there like you say it just seems to be a little bit out of, out of town and it just doesn't seem to be being kept up and it just seems to be running into a bit of a derelict ground if you like and not sort of, sort of place your You'd relate to, to an Arnold of older, you'd, no. what you'd expect. It, it, it is sad, but you ha- you still had to go and do a job, and I would have thought, you know, a clean sheet, seven goals, that would be a satisfactory job. Yeah, I think, you know, they've, they've improved of late. Obviously, they're in they're a torrid season, they're down rock bottom of the league. But, um, you know, they have improved since the turn of the year, and they've, um, they've won two in the last four. Um, so it's no easy place to go to. You know, it's a difficult surface. And the game, lads, you know, they've... They don't turn up every week for no reason. They do the best. And, um, you know, obviously once we got in front, um, the, game, the game was over, really, and it was just a case of how many. But, you know, give them full credit because it's difficult when you're down there. Difficult for everyone involved at the club to keep going, and, and they do so. Let's give them credit for that. Now, in, in, in flow serves the big scheme of things to sign every forward in, in the East Midlands area. Um, I understand um, another goal scorer has, um, has joined the ranks. You, you're intent on getting this highest scoring club in England trophy, <laughs> aren't you? Uh, he's not a striker, though. He's a midfielder. Right, but he knows where the net is. He does. He's a high scoring midfielder, yeah. Um, he's got 15 for in goals. Um, he's the army captain, under-21 army captain. Good lad. He just moved to Newark um, not, not so long ago, about a month ago. Um, so obviously Sean let us know that he was moving to the area and he was interested in joining us. Um, you know, he knows a couple. Of, he knows Sam and Kirky from from the army. Um, so yeah, it was a great one to have him board. And you know, when, when he signed, he was he was he was serving a three match ban. Yes, I understand. Is I understand from from what I, my own work, he he's straight out of the Sam Agar book for talking to referees. Yeah, yeah. So there's obviously a bit of an issue there, but you know, sometimes you just have to try and. Monitor it the best you can, but you can't take that edge away from them. You don't actually want to take the edge away from them, do you, really? No, you don't want picking up silly ones that it's going to cost you, but, um, you know, you don't want lads, you know, your players being out banned for three weeks, especially when you're picking them up for descent. Exactly. It's it's part of the game, and, you know, he's still a young lad, so hopefully you live and and learn. And he lives, you said he lives in Newton now, so he he is a local lad, and he he is very welcome in the ranks, because you do need a couple of extra faces in there don't you because the injuries are beginning you know they're biting a little bit you've yeah absolutely I mean, king is taking a long time to regain match fitness danny's mm. going to be out for another two or three weeks at least i i, yeah. I understand um yeah you know james is coming available. back but you've got to take it steady with him because you can't just chuck him in for 90 minutes ev- every week after a broken leg so you do yeah. need some numbers yeah, that's right. And I say at the time when Sean come available, you know, we've got lads who are, who are missing games coming up, uh, midfielders as well, a couple of lads who are away for games for stag do's, weddings or whatever. Um, you know, ties are the way this weekend, so, you know, you need to be a bit in front of yourself, really, and, you know, when lads miss, miss out and they go away for a, for a missing match, and it opens the door and window of opportunity for others. So. so, not one new signing, but I understand two new signings. Yeah, we've got another one confirmed through the door today. Um, another local lad, which is nice, new lad, Riley Thompson. Um, you know, we, we spoke to Riley in the summer. He, uh, he opted to stay at Grantham at the time. Um, there's been changes at Grantham. So, uh, Riley become, become available. He, he went to Arabi uh, first with an assistant that, that he knew from Grantham. 
um, yeah, his, uh, his signing his registration's gone through today, and he'll, he'll train with us tomorrow night and join up with the squad from, from now on. So, what position is is Riley, Craig? Riley's played, uh, well, since his time at uh, Grantham, he's played a combination of left-back or left-midfield. Um, I think he's, he's comfortable in either position, but uh, we've only got one left-footer in the side at the minute, Will Rawdon. Um, so, you know, Riley, uh, you know, he's a young lad, lots of potential, he's proved himself at Grantham. And, uh, like I say, he's another local lad. Um, we're forward-thinking. You know, we're open to, well, you know, we're building the team now. Not being presumptuous, but we've got to gamble on the fact that we're going to finish at the right end of the table and this possibility will go off and we'll start looking at things things now. You know, and that, that'll help us be successful for the rest of this season. And also, that's something we can try and carry forward into, into the next. It's getting exciting. It's getting very exciting. Step five beckons. I was doing my list again today and, you know, you... you Keep going where you are. If you finish second, you're going to be assured of promotion. It's as simple as that. Yeah, at the minute, that's the way it looks. But, uh, you know, it's relentless. The pressure's there. No doubt about it. You know, it's uh, Selston keep winning, like you said earlier. <coughs> and the play against Radford, which was on paper potentially a slip-up. When you read the match reports, there was nothing in it. But they were just clinical. And Radford wasn't. But they keep grinding out the results. And, you know, Shearwood are back in form. They're winning again. And they've got to come to us, obviously, and five points behind us, so... You know, there's a long way to go. We take every game as it comes, like we've said all along. That's, that's what you said from day point. You've said that from day, day one, and you've stuck to it. Uh, and the other thing from your um, press officer is um, fantastic away support again. Yeah, unbelievable, to be fair. I mean, the support we've had from the start of the season, uh, oh man away, has been superb. Uh, you know, but there's a group of travelling fans that come away now and they're starting to make more effort every week you know they get a little bit bigger a little bit louder a few more instruments and you know the, everything's in good spirit you know, which is good completely bamboozled so commended by officials after the game from home supporters and, and their home players and stuff they're like completely there. bamboozled the home supporters <laughs> they haven't done anything like that at Arnold for a long time no and it's great you know it's, it's great for everyone to be involved it makes the match day experience better for everybody you know the coaches officials our team obviously the away team everybody so what it's all about so um, applaud it's all around this weekend let's do it again next weekend yeah back at home on Saturday at Ashby Ivanhoe so uh, we'll start preparing we'll train tomorrow night we'll start preparing for that three more points in the bag three points Craig we'll talk to you next Monday thank you mate thank you cheers bye bye Craig Roach there and uh the Newark Flow Save update and two new names. And if we get two minutes for the end of the show, I shall ask Mr. Smith for his opinion about those two new names. But as you know, all our shows are podcasts. So while I try and find Rob Wardman, who's posing for the TV cameras tonight, um, this is how you can listen to the podcasts. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. with Mick and Tony. Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. Well, the sun shone at Kellam Road on Saturday afternoon. I had a very enjoyable lunch before the match started and uh, then sat back and watched Newark and Loughborough entertainers at rugby. And the icing on the cake was Newark one as well. Rob, a wonderful match in spring-like conditions and both teams really gave everything. Absolutely, no, um, I'm very pleased you enjoyed your steak pie and um, I think, was it apple and rhubarb? Apple and rhubarb tart, yes. Right, not crumble? Well, it's probably a crumble, but mine didn't no, crumble it, much. It was a good win for us, 27-18 over Loughborough, as you were saying, Mick, so um, it, it made up for the... Uh, Previous um, two weeks ago, when we lost pretty 
anemically down at Long Eater. We had a week off for uh, rest and recuperation while the Six Nations was on. But the boy, you know, the, the team came back and, and gelled very well on Saturday. And uh, by, all, by all accounts, I wasn't there Saturday. Um, we deserve victory. Uh, two tries from Jed Chapel. One from Dave Garland at number eight, two stalwarts of the team this season, and Matt Cox kicked the penalties and goals. So overall, 27-18, two or three players to mention. It was a, a debut for Toby Taylor on the wing. Uh, he started for us. Uh, we had our former first-team captain, Chris Tate, back. He was on, he was on the bench. But the, the highlight, I'm told by uh, um, the guys who... People who watched the game, the two storming second-half breaks by the, the props in the team, Jordan Hempstead and Ben Wells, and that, and that brought a big cheer from the from the crowd. Two improving players, good to see them in the team. Um, and overall, a good win, which I think has propelled us one place up the table. I know, but it was it was insane. The, the name I picked out, because I was one of a a panel that had to sort of um, put a man Rory of the match through being Rory on the Williams. sponsors' table was Rory Williams. Rory Williams, yes, in the back row. Yes. I, I thought he was... He was head and shoulders, really, above anything else. And you've mentioned half the team now, so you've got me worried. But I'm, he's the one well, that stuck out to me, let's put it like that. Well, I, I come from a weekly newspaper background, as Tony will know. And name, more names you mention, the more newspapers you sell, you see. So, nah. uh, and as a, as, a week, as a weekend punter... If you spread your bets around, one horse might come in. So, <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So that was um, good Good points in the bag. This weekend, it's um, Cup Rugby. Um, I just assumed you'd be going to Lincoln, but you're not. You're going to Stanford. No, we're going to Stanford. Stanford having to beat Lincoln pretty convincingly about a month ago. And it's a semi-final in the NLD in the Knox Links derby. Shield um, and it's a two pm kickoff at Stanford. Now, if you're going to start taking league positions, Stanford play in a division lower than what Newark do. But having said that, they are second in that division and having a cracking season, as Lincoln found out. Yes, no, it'd be a tough game. I think the last time we went to Stanford was in the Intermediate Cup about um, probably four years ago now, and we lost out in a very tight game. Um, and again, we should have won. That was in the Intermediate Cup, so we owe them one. And it's another cup game, different competition on Saturday. Um, sticking with Newark, um, you're actually at the club tonight because uh, you're stars of TV tonight, all of you. We're all stars of TV, yes. We've got uh, BT Sport. They do a midweek rugby programme called Rugby Tonight. And each week, it was during, during the European football weeks, they haven't got enough studio space in London, so they... They farmed the program out to a junior club, and the junior club uh, stages it, and it's being pre-recorded tonight, and it will be on your screens on Wednesday evening, usually about nine o'clock. But uh, you know, I can't the, t- the exact time. But it's on BT Sport from Wednesday evening on, and uh, we've got um, former Leicester player Ben Kay, World Cup winner down tonight. He's one of the presenters with Martin Bayfield, the old um, England lock, who's must be one of the tallest guys in the game. And he's uh, now a very successful actor. And I'm desperately trying to think of the film he appeared in. It will come to me in a minute. I shall let you carry on thinking about it. Have the Newark youngsters turned out in force? They have, yeah. No, we've got a good turnout. We've got a, we've got a good crowd in, making plenty of noise. We've done the smash show, which is a tackle bag uh, exercise, trying to smash into a tackle bag, and you get the biggest um, mark. So we've various various players, and one or two oldies smashing into the tackle bag. And that will all, I won't give any secrets away, but it will all be on display on, on Wednesday. Brilliant. Um, and finally, because I'm not going to keep you too long, because you are a busy man, um, the, the Six Nations returns on Saturday, but two of the England stars are not playing, Chris Ashton and one of the Vunapula brothers. The, the prop, Mako's injured, mm. and Chris Ashton's dropped out with a calf injury. Maybe a sign of age, don't know, but... Um, England have got a big squad. I think we'll cover. Perhaps Mako is the biggest uh, um, absentee up front. Uh, but it'd be, it'd be, I keep saying this every, every game, every big game we preview is always going to be close. Um, and I expect Saturdays to be, to be much closer than England's wins over Ireland and France. But they're perhaps playing just too well for Wales. Let, let's hope so. Let's hope so indeed. Rob, I'll let you get back to your um, your duties tonight because. Uh, um, I, I know it. Uh, 
Newark will make sure everything is absolutely perfect for for the cameras, and we look forward to seeing you all on Wednesday evening. Yeah, well, as TV people say, they're cutting and pasting, and they'll put something together. So we'll we'll see what happens on Wednesday night. Yeah, but it should be good fun. Um, plenty of Newark heroes. I mean, having a go at the smash area. Good stuff. Lovely, Rob. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mick. Thanks, thank Rob. Bye bye. Bye bye. Newark Heroes, there's lots of them, and um, I was mentioning while you was out doing the, the phone calls, Tony, that we're going to do a little bit of um, a Legends Month yeah. at the end of February and into March, and we're going to, um, something that you've been very, very keen on, um, is bringing the Golden Oldies in and, and talking to them, mainly because Tony knows them all. Um, <laughs> and the first one we've got um, is, is Mr Paul Ide and... I just think that might be one of those things that we just sit back and listen. Great showers over the years, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be followed by somebody who I personally do not know, so I'm going to be learning an awful lot, but everybody else in Newark does seem to think that I've got a gem. Richard Byram. Yes. Um, Richard once gave me a lift home from um, a football match at the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff, and uh, during the course of the journey from Cardiff to Newark, he told me a multitude of stories about his rugby playing career. And if the uh, if the radio program is a quarter as interesting as that car journey was, it will be a wonderful, wonderful treat. So that one's in the book. I'm waiting for a final date for for Paul Johnson. I know Paul's been in before, Jono. Mm. But he's cricket royalty, isn't he? So, yeah, you know, he is. And I'm so, so pleased that he's back in the professional game. Yeah. Um, because Jono has told us on this show, he's had dark days. Yeah. He's had dark times. And he's come out the other side. He's um, b- basically cricket through and through. And, and um, when he was lost to cricket... It was cricket's loss as well, and uh, it's great that he's back in the uh, back in the harness. So that's that, that's three booked in, and two more, two more to just you can just have to wait a week or so before we find out who they are. Well, the thing is, as they say about Harry Kane down at White Hart Lane, John was one of our own, and I mean, is 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 a top guy. They, they, they are as near to uh, sporting royalty as you, as you get around this neck of the woods. So there we go. We, we can have sporting royalty Wednesdays. <laughs> what more can you ask for? <laughs> A full list of hockey fixtures this weekend, and the weather behaved, and everybody played. So we've got lots to talk to Mr. Paul Halfpenny about. Paul, good evening. Good evening. Um, let's start with the ladies ones as is um, what we normally do um a mixed bag two games over the weekend which is always difficult to get the players um but thankfully the the second one was a home match um i think the first one was but the second one sundays away is hard work isn't it paul well as we said at the end of last week's program you know it's half term and a lot of people go away skiing at half-term, and I'm like, oh, where are these players going to come from? But um, there's a very interesting match report I've just written that's gone through, so it's a little bit worth reading. Um, we had a, a lady in goal, Di Jones, um, for the Saturday game against Loughborough students, who are pushing for promotion, let's say. You know, they're top half of the table and going really well above Nottingham University. Um, and, and I wouldn't like to say on there how old she is, but... Um, she played for the first team many, many, I'm going to say decades ago, as a centre-forward. <laughs> and is now in goal for us, standing in, um, because of doubling up problems and whatever else. She took an hour off, oh, well, two hours off work to come and play. And she was a rock. She was throwing herself around like a teenager. The only person that was in the defence, um, that, that's normally in the defence, was Trish Trafford, same age as me. It, it was it, it was a phenomenal defensive performance from them. Rachel Vickers was outstanding, stepping up to, from the twos. Um, she, she was brilliant, both, both Saturday and Sunday. Um, but it was our midfield, well, screen midfield and forwards. We just took the game to, to Loughborough. 
They didn't know what had hit them. Absolutely didn't know what they, what had hit them. Nil-nil um, at half-time. Game of pinball, 12 minutes into the uh, second half, in front of our goal, sadly the ball trickled in. Um, but we had so many opportunities to score that either sort of, you know, sights were a bit off or uh, last-ditch defending. Uh, Hannah, Hannah Lawton had a, a wonderful, wonderful run. She picked the ball up in her own half, took on the entire team, went one-on-one with the keeper, rounded the keeper, put the keeper on the deck and then put the ball wide. Um, so, you know, we had our chances to... And, and I think the fair result would have been 1-1 in all honesty, even though we had a better, better possession. I would say it was 60-40 possession on, on Saturday. But we took that momentum into the Sunday game against Ashbourne, and Ashbourne really didn't know what had hit them. Um, they were on the back foot right from the start. We, we just relentlessly, wave after wave of attacks, and, and the, the Staniforth sisters just showing off on that right-hand side in second, in second half. They couldn't deal with them. They couldn't deal with them. And, and uh, a great finish from uh, Danny Ashford, first half from a penalty corner. Absolute thunderbolt from Laura Harris that was saved, went up in the air, and uh, Danny finished it at uh, shoulder height. And uh, second half, Laura got onto the score sheet, thank goodness, um, with a well-worked one where, where she took on the keeper and, and uh, just rifled it in, took no chances, just rifled it into the bottom to settle our nerves. But stunning performance from the ladies. I'm, I'm hoping that this rich vein of form can continue into the derby match, although we're struggling for players again, would you believe, um, <laughs> next week. Um, but uh, I think we have eight at the moment. So, um, yeah, I hope this rich vein of, vein of form continues and we can, you know, really start putting some results together to give the girls a bit of confidence for next year. I, I, I've probably got the names in the wrong order, Paul, but, we, you, know, you know, whatever sport you watch, if you're interested in sport, you know when you've seen something a little bit special. And you've mentioned the two Stanley Four sisters, and I was going to mention them as, as well because they was having a field day down that right-hand side. Um, I think it was Rosie that burst past her marker, squared it to Hannah Lawton, who seemed to just press an afterburner on the hockey stick somewhere, <laughs> and just, it was a bit like Roadrunner, but she kept this ball <laughs> next to the stick, and then she laid it off, and it was a beautiful move, Paul. Uh, we've got so much pace. We have so much pace in the team, and it's it's an absolute delight to watch. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's when they actually fire and they work as a team. I mean, some of the passing, you're on about the pace, but they actually just, just obliterated the, the, the Ashbourne defence with, with the passing and movement off the ball at times. It, it was phenomenal, but, but the chance that, that uh, Hannah Lawton had in the uh, Loughborough students, I mean, these are all students that play lots and lots of sports. She just put the afterburners on against them and they got no answer to her. So, I mean, you know. people can run fast. Oh, yeah, we know people can run fast, but there's an ability to run fast with a hockey stick and the hockey ball glued to the stick. That is a special ability. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, and somebody else who can do it who hasn't played this this season is uh, Becky Warner. Well, now Becky Clay. Um, I'm hoping to get her back next season. She's another one that is just so fast and really low centre of gravity and... and just just travels yeah like rope runner (laughs) (laughs) that's how it looked to me to be honest uh the ladies twos and the ladies threes both with victories against the names well you know it was expected for the ladies twos to win and i did umpire that game but boy did they make hard work of it i think it's probably one of the worst performances i've seen from them this season um they 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 went two nil up um 2-0 2-0 at half-time, and they were cruising, even though they weren't playing very well, they were cruising, but the Stubber Brinkley stepped up a gear second half and put Neil under so much pressure, they pulled a goal back with, I would say, probably 15-20 minutes to go, and Neil were hanging on in the end, it was it was, it was was crazy. Um, I don't know how that happened with, with SBU already relegated, you know, and sitting at the bottom of the table <laughs> and, and going for promotion. But I suppose sometimes you get that. Because it's a local derby. Local derby, and again, personnel missing. And, and of course, Sinead and Lady Sinead Bradley and um, Rachel Vickers doubled up, so they were already shattered from playing against Lupper students. <laughs> um, the, and the phrase, who's not had the best of seasons, but... Um... 
would have enjoyed a good weekend. What a performance. Well, North Knotts 2s, the, the team that they beat, actually beat our 2s last week. Yes, it's... Uh, that, that would have got you a bit of head-scratching being done there between Team Halfpenny. I would have thought, to how the heck does that happen? Well, I, I, I set up... They're quite a physical team, uh, North Knotts 2s, and I think they intimidated our second team last week from the reports I've had from our head coach. And so I thought, right, OK, let's make it very, very strong in the screen and in the midfield. You know, no, no, put no kids in there. Let's have the kids out wide for their pace and, and sort of... M- Muscle girls, if you like, in the middle. It's not going to get pushed around and intimidated. And it worked. <laughs> and it was the other way around. They, they, they were reduced to uh, nine players before the half-time. half, half time. Descent, arguing, pushing and shoving. Um, we didn't receive a card in the entire game. They had quite a few. And, um, yes, I, I left to go and umpire just as Newark broke the deadlock from, I think it was a penalty corner, to go 1-0 up. Oh, yeah. Ali, Ali Smith, drag flick, uh, which was saved, and then, I forget who it was, I think it might have been Sophie put it in. Um, so I was happy, left at 1-0, and then when Emily turned up, because she doubled up to play in the twos, um, she said, well, it was 3-2. So Stevie Littlewood took over coaching from me and probably sort of coaches the same way as he plays on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's polite. That's polite. Um, the, the men's ones um, recorded... Um, they're still unbeaten, recorded another victory and still unbeaten in 2019, although me thinks the big test is coming up this weekend. Well, as predicted really, Mick, you know, I said they were underachieving. Um, I think now that Glyn's got the, the right personnel in to mix in with these kids, drip feed the kids in, and yet another win. Um, and of course, you know, success breeds success, so the momentum is with Newark, so we'll see what it can do. Because they played top of the table at the weekend. That was the sort of job of that one for, the, for our listeners. But, uh, you know, Newark's got nothing to lose. They're on the back of a good unbeaten run. Get out there and do it. Well, I think I think they know that they've got nothing to lose on Saturday. Everybody expects them to lose. So just go out and express yourself. It's uh, a good weekend, Paul. Fabulous weekend. Could get even better next weekend. It'd be very nice, wouldn't it? We have the under-12s in the county championship. Oh, right. Says he making notes very quickly. Tell me more. Yes, it's at Beeston on Sunday. It's the under-12s. Um, the two top um, clubs will go through to represent Nottinghamshire in the Midlands, so I'm rather hoping that um, Newark will be one of them. But wouldn't it be good if we finish on top of the pile with Beeston second? Oh, you would love that. We would all love it, but you, you would love it, wouldn't you? As Kevin Keegan once said, I would love that. Yeah, but he ended up with egg on his face. He did. I'm sure you won't. You know a lot more about your sport than Kevin Keegan does about football. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, as ever, wonderful, fascinating, and well done, everybody, at New York Club. You have massive, great smiles on your faces this weekend. Thank you very much. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Bye-bye. You know... Sort of talking to the pals that be here about this show, and they love listening to Monday nights because we involve so many people. They think we're mad to try and do it, but we involve so many people. But you know, you've heard Damo, Paul Hyde, Craig, Rob, and Paul Halfpenny. Five people so absolutely passionate about their club and their sport and okay Damo knew at loss but five people who are so proud of everything they achieved over this weekend yeah I mean um, Rob Wildman I could listen to all night and as you know football is my sport and so obviously uh, Paul Roche and Damo great to listen to them but anybody who has no interest whatsoever in hockey would have loved that last eight minutes because that was pure passion from a bloke who knows his stuff. Absolutely brilliant report. You felt like you were there. Exactly. Exactly. And I was for an hour yesterday afternoon and I tell you what, it was... I still don't understand the rules. I don't think I ever will understand the rules. But that one move where Rosie Staniforth broke down the wing and squared it to her, 
Hannah Lawton and I go well, whatever sport you want to watch you know it's, it's like a winger in rugby it's like you know it's, it's like Sam Agar in, in full flight <laughs> whatever sport you want to watch seeing somebody in full flight yeah. in full control of the ball and knowing exactly what they're going to do with it that's why we watch sports it's, it's very interesting to hear you say you're not quite sure of of the rules there because i've only attended one hockey match with you and uh, you came out with a legendary question what score is it by the way <laughs> <laughs> well i've worked out the goals <laughs> Well, I, I, you've, you've improved since then. I've improved since then. <laughs> not, not, not a great amount, but I have, I have improved since uh -huh. then. But that's why we do Mondays because yeah. that's what Mondays, that's what Mondays is, is is all about. And very soon, in did somebody say eight weeks, twelve weeks, it's going to be turned into four cricket captains. <sighs> Uh, that means I've got to learn the laws all over again. It's not, it, it's not that far away. Right, the rest of this week, Mr Smith, tomorrow night, a young lady called, by the name of Zoe Codd is coming in to see us. Now, I don't know her, um, but I've wrote about her, and everybody's read about her. She is a national cyclocross racer. She races for the Velo Club at Flintham. And she's coming in tomorrow night, so we're going to find all about all out about Zoe Codd tomorrow night. Okay. Wednesday night, Joseph Monk is coming in. Now, Joseph has been in here countless times telling us about good times at the cross-country and his running. He's had a bit of bad luck with injuries and illness. So he's still 12 years old coming into this studio to tell us about it and i i commend him for that good lad yeah i, I commend yeah. him for that and i'm looking forward to that and on thursday night it's the first ever strictly mick and tony where we waltz through the results and do a quick step over <laughs> the things that you don't like <laughs> you see <laughs> you don't have to work for the advertiser no, for 25 to, years to, to come write out rubbish. With that sort of rubbish <laughs> <laughs> you can you can do it you can do it off the cuff <laughs> yeah uh, but tony and this is where i want you to get involved on thursday night you listeners out out there we're going to give you all the details how to contact us because it, tony's going to give his opinions on the stories of the week on the local scene we're going to concentrate a little bit on arnold town because what tony saw <coughs> at the weekend saddened him rather yeah and he's going to tell us all about it. but that's on thursday night when um we sit back and find out why he is really a professional journalist it it, it it saddened me from the point of view of arnold town from the point of view of new at flow serve it was a wonderful wonderful occasion on and off the field but from arnold town's point of view these are very very sad times at eagle valley they really eagle valley were serves them right according to a stupid name in the first place <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow night with zoe bye bye we